All right, hello, welcome to another episode of the Pacers Pod on a very special day for the Pacers, January 17th, a Wednesday, 2024. The Pacers have traded for Pascal Siakam. And I heard the news around 3 o'clock. My brother-in-law texted me, and I had heard that. I knew that it was in the air. The rumors uh, were really had really heated up. And then, uh, yeah, I had just told my wife right before 3 o'clock, I said, hey, the Pacers might trade for uh, Pascal Siakam. And then sure enough, minutes later, get the text from my brother-in-law. It feels good. It feels good. I'm really, really happy with this trade. Um, for lots of different reasons, actually. I, I'm having a hard time really coming up with some, like, negative feelings toward this trade. Um, but, yeah, it's a... Man, man, it's a great it's a great day to be a Pacer fan, I feel like. I feel like the team... Just got substantially better, substantially more serious, substantially more dangerous. If things, if, if best case scenario starts playing out for this team, we just, you know, we can punch a bigger, we can knock out some bigger, bigger targets now with this roster, with the addition of Siakam. So the trade, um, which if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know the, the trade, but if you don't, um, three first round picks is what jumps out at you. And then Bruce Brown and Jordan Wara for Pascal Siakam. And I just saw before I got on, uh, uh, this pod that the Pacers waived James Johnson. So I don't know if that had anything to do with it, um, or not, but basically we got rid we, we lost Bruce Brown, who was nice. I, I certainly liked Bruce Brown. I thought there was a world that Bruce Brown worked for this team, um, like long, like long term, um, but not necessarily as a starter. But anyways, he so we lost Bruce Brown. I mean Pascal Siakam. He was just by far the best player in this trade, and and we got him. I mean I think, I think Bruce Brown is one of those guys where it's like. You know, you didn't get too close to him. This was his first year. He didn't blow you away, but he was nice. I like Bruce Brown as a player. Similar, I mean, he was a fun pacer. I'll just put, leave it at that. Um, and then Jordan Wara, kind of the same thing. I like Jordan Wara. Um, he he performed, I think, you know, for what you were expecting in that when we originally got him. I mean, he outperformed that. Um and so those two guys are going to be gone, and, and we're welcoming in Pascal Siakam. Um, and so there's just so much to be excited about with that addition to the team. Um, but then probably what Toronto and what, what everybody else values the most are would be the three first-round draft picks that the Pacers had to give up in the trade to get Siakam. And... The draft picks were the Pacers pick this year in 24, plus the other first-round pick that they acquired in 24. So basically, they trade trade away their two first-round picks for this upcoming draft, which were projected to be, you know, the Pacers' own pick would, would have been maybe like 15 to 24 range. And then the other pick, it looks like it's going to be after that. 
So basically two, you know, bottom 20 or like 20 and over picks is what you're giving up in this year's draft. Plus you're giving up your own draft pick in 2026. So we will have our first round pick next year in next year's draft in 2025, but we won't have it in 26, which at that point you would imagine that we're going to be, you know, in our second or third year in the playoffs and end up with like a 25, you know, like a one of the top 10 records in the league. So the pick therefore is a 20, a 20 or something pick. We're not giving up lottery picks here. I, I mean, of these three first round picks, like there's a good chance that none of the picks are better than like the 20th pick. So I don't feel like we gave up too much, especially with the roster that we currently have. We've been young. We're young right now. We've got young guys. The fact that we didn't have to give up Matherin and Jairus Walker or Andrew Nimhard or even Isaiah Jackson, these young, Andrew, I already said Andrew Nimhard, yeah, like these younger guys that I'm really excited to see more of them, um, to see like of those guys, who are we going to keep around? Um, so yeah, I just think, I just think that there was a home run trade and I will start this as I start to talk about Pascal Siakam more with the fact that I, I haven't watched a ton of, I don't watch a ton of Toronto Raptors basketball. Like I'm familiar with Pascal Siakam. I remember watching him, you know, in 2019 when they made the play or when they made the finals and the Raptors won with Kawhi Leonard. And I know that he's, I know he's a two-time all NBA player, a two-time NBA all-star. Um, I just haven't watched a ton of his games. So I'm like, I have a good idea of who he is as a player, but not, not, I'd, I, don't, I haven't watched him play a lot. I'll just put it that way. So his game for me is kind of like in my mind and not really like what I actually know from watching it. Um, but like I said, this, this draft, or I mean, this trade, we got the best player, hands down. It was a home run trade. There's a chance that, you know, uh, there's a chance that, Sia so Siakam is a uh, free agent this upcoming season, or yeah, next year. So he's gonna he's due a new contract, and I know that's one of like the things like a big like one of the big concerns you could have is is will the Pacers be able to re-sign Siakam? And I found a quote from uh, I think it was like Mark Spears maybe his Twitter's account or something, and it's about Pascal Siakam's agent, and his agent is quoted saying here. I'm excited that Pascal is getting a first-class opportunity with the Pacers. Being paired with Tyrese and Miles and being coached by a great coach in Rick Carlisle, his future look his future there looks bright. His future, or sorry, his future there looks bright. Um, so that was his agent, and 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 basically to me that's that sounds like okay. They are in. They, they've already talked about maybe what this could look like next season. And whether that's a max contract, which to me feels like, oh, I don't know if we want to do that. But at the same time, you got to live in reality. And like the reason that the, like the Pacers, they stocked up on those draft picks so that they could go make a move and get some talent. And, you know, it's like, is Pascal Siakam the perfect player to go spend those draft picks on? I don't know, but he was kind of the best maybe that was available right now. And right now was the time to make a move. And so they went out and got him. And I think that there's, and I'll probably, I'll get into this later. Like, I think the, 
there's a really high upside case you could make for this, for Siakam individually and the Pacers as a team in this trade. Um, but like with Siakam, the other thing, it's like, okay, we finally got somebody who has some serious size. He's 6'8", 230, can play that power forward position for, for us. Um, he's a reliable second scorer. We can pair that next with Tyrese. Um, he's a proven second second scorer for sure. He's averaging right now. He's averaging twenty two a night uh, with the Raptors. So I think you can pretty much just. I mean, what's he going to do? I would assume he's going to be playing before Tyrese comes back from his injury. So what does he look like without Tyrese? And then what does he look like with Tyrese? I would imagine Siakam's going to average 20 or more a night for us. I mean, and, I, you know, for me, I look at Siakam and it's like, I'm just going to jump right into the best case here. It's like, he's 29, he's going to be 30 in April. He's in the tail end or entering the tail end of his prime. So we're getting the best Siakam years. Um so he probably will, like whatever contract we sign him to, he'll probably be worth that for the first year or two and hopefully longer pending how he can hold up as he progresses into his mid-30s. But for the next, for this year and for the next two or three years, I would you say you can pencil Siakam in as a legitimate number two or, and by the end of it, you know, maybe like a legitimate I'm number two, but somebody on this team could come up and get it from me, and I can be your number three. Um, I think he still has that. I think he's got that potential. And so it's like his upside is is really high here with the Pacers, I think. And I'm just, I mean, man, I'm just super excited to see what this looks like with, with Siakam. I would imagine... I mean, he's obviously going to start. I would imagine he starts in front of Jalen Smith right now. So it'd be like Miles, Jalen, Neesmith, I guess Nimhard, and Tyrese. Um, that's exciting. But I think I think Siakam's going to really, really help this team out as far as just like his, his offensive chops in transition, his ability. So he averages five assists a night. So he's... He can, I think he's going to fit in perfectly to this flow style of offense. I don't think he's going to slow us down at all. I don't think we're going to have too much just like Pascal ISO, but it's going to be nice to have that when we need something besides Tyrese because other teams have been loading up on Tyrese so much. So it's like, now we got Pascal, you know, he can get us going. And, and just, I would love to see... Like, I would rather see Pascal's points go down and assists go up. Like, if he becomes a secondary playmaker um, alongside Tyrese for this team and he's setting all these guys up, because we're deep, right? We have eight guys averaging double figures. Um, I think that stat's still true. I think I heard it on a broadcast recently. But, like, we got a lot of guys that can score. we got a lot of guys that can play, especially here in the regular season. I could, this this is exciting to me. This feels like I feel better about this than I thought I would. Because, um, I mean, I had batted the idea of, like in my head about the Pacers getting Siakam. I think the big thing that was holding me up on it was the idea of losing 
Benedict Matherin or to some degree Andrew Nimhard. Um, but the fact that we're getting to keep all these guys, we're just giving up Bruce Brown and, and Jordan Wara to, to bring in Pascal. And it sounds like there's a decent chance that we have of, of re-signing him. This was a huge day. This was a huge trade. This was, I mean, I guess the downside would obviously be if, if Siakam decides that he won't sign with the Pacers and we lose him in free agency for nothing. And maybe we just, you know, maybe it never works and the offense, is, offense grinds to a halt. We go from first in offense to fifth and Siakam is like shooting the ball terribly or something and it just doesn't feel like it's, it's jiving. I'm, I'm talking worst case scenario here, and maybe the Pacers make the play in, and not the, not even to get a playoff series. I mean, they it would be disappointing if we if we're not super competitive. If if not, if it goes well, I mean, we're winning the series this year, because I think that there's a, there's a good chance that the combination of Halliburton and Siakam. You compare it, so the Pacers are currently sixth in the Eastern Conference with a 23 and I believe 16, uh, oh no, 17, 23 and 17 records, sixth in the Eastern Conference. We're in a, um, we're basically in a pack of four other, with four other teams for that fourth to eighth position right now in the Eastern Conference. That's Miami, Cleveland, the New York Knicks, and the Orlando Magic. So, I mean, if you just go through it, it's like, would you rather have Tyrese Halliburton and Pascal Siakam if it's working well? That's the thing. If it's working well. Um, or Paolo and Franz. It's pretty tough. I mean, Paolo's, Paolo, you know, Paolo still has a case for being, you know, maybe a number one. But at the same time, it's like Halliburton's there. And you got a proven guy in Siakam versus these two young guys. We're talking about winning playoff series. I would take Halliburton and Siakam. Over the Knicks, you throw in Brunson, probably Randall. I'm taking Halliburton and Siakam. Cleveland, you got Mitchell, kind of like Mobley, Garland. I mean, you got a debate there. You got a debate there. And... Who's the other team? Oh, the Heat with Butler and Bam. You probably give it to the Heat at this point. But that being said, the Pacers are, I think it's like two games separate these five teams between fourth and eighth. And the, and the Pacers are right smack dab in the middle of it. So the rest of this season, the Pacers, you know, we start getting it together and we're a better team the second half of the season than we were the first half of the season. You know, we end up with the fourth or fifth seed in the Eastern Conference, and now we're going up against one of these teams in the first round of the playoff. We avoid Boston, Milwaukee, or Philly, because I, you know, that's those are three different animals there. Not saying that we can't, we don't have a chance, but I'm just saying from this point, and you know, even Miami to some degree, it's like I don't necessarily want to match up with Miami, but you know, New York, Cleveland. Orlando, these are the teams that this this back half of the season, we prove we're better than these teams. And if we match up with them in the first round, I like our chances. Like that would be 
what this Siakam trade, I think, elevates us to for reasonable expectations. Reasonable. Uh, I mean, the team, the culture is already bought in. You know, they feel like, like they believe they're a playoff team. They're, you know, this team is still hungry. This team is still humble. I think adding, guy, adding a guy like Siakam, I don't think is going to hurt anything as far as chemistry-wise. He's going to fit right in. I think he's somebody who's probably been a little frustrated lately and, you know, over the past couple seasons with Toronto, ever since the championship, and then they got rid of, Siak- or they got rid of uh, Kawhi or Kawhi left. Uh, you know, Lowry's gone. Uh, Van Vliet's gone. OG just got traded. He was kind of the last guy from that era. And uh, he's probably, you know, he's ready to play winning basketball. He's been frustrated. The, tr- the Raptors haven't been good yet this year. And he's ready, he's ready to play winning basketball. The Pacers are winning. He's joining this team. It's like, let's go, you know? Let's go. How high, how high do we go? I mean, can we knock on the door with those top three guys? Um, we'll see how good it looks. I mean, I don't think you would bet that we would, but we know where Halliburton's been playing. And, you know, God willing, he comes back from that injury and he picks up where he left off. Throw, throw Siakam in that mix? And now all of a sudden, and this is the other thing I love about this trade, I just feel like it makes this this roster just make a lot more sense as far as like pecking order because you got, now you've got a clear pecking order with the one and the two and, and we don't have to wonder anymore. Benedict doesn't, to me, Benedict doesn't have to go out and, and grab that number two scoring spot for, for me to be excited. Um, Siakam comes in, boom, there's our number two. I expect, you know, easily 40 plus a night from those two guys, probably north of 45 a night. And now Turner's your third option, not never wondering if he's the two. Mathering becomes a third. You know, I just feel like everybody just kind of moves down the bench one spot. It feels more comfortable at this point if Matherin's gonna if Matherin's gonna come off the bench. You know, it's like, okay, he's a sixth man. Just the fact that, like, it was the starting lineup to me with Jalen Smith, Smith, and Nimhard felt just a little... It, well, I guess Bruce Brown was in there sometimes, too. But I don't know. Just, just adding Siakam, swapping Siakam out for one of those guys that are questionable just makes it the starting five, to me, seem so much more solid. Like, just knowing Neesmith's going to be the three and that he's going to have help now. We have another wing, a, a big wing. It's going to be so nice to have. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if that maybe, I don't know, in some ways kind of unlocks Neesmith, even though he plays, you know, loose as, loose as can be. Just like the, just him being able to match up maybe not against the behemoths every single night and get to go up against more secondary or, you know, secondary type scoring guys and like his ability to defend um, I just wonder how that'll change with Siakam and really the whole team, what Siakam does for our defense. You know, his, I think his ability to kind of get out and um, he's just a big, long body. I think I saw he has a 7'3 wingspan. So I think, I mean, I don't think he's really necessarily at this point known for being a, a defensive, you know, like A-plus guy, but we're not an A-plus defense. And so... Maybe he doesn't necessarily have to be, maybe, but, but maybe he can still improve our defense collectively and, and we can just get slightly better because of him. Um, 
I don't know. I'm just excited. To, I'm just excited to see Siakam play. I think, um, you know, I was, I was, I, he's, his ability to create his own shot and, and set up other guys, I think is going to be really nice for this team as a secondary option with Tyrese. Um, I think Siakam's going to be good in transition. He's really good at attacking the hoop off the dribble. So, you know, getting the ball out, making a Euro step, whatnot, getting to the hoop, finishing close to the, close to the rim. I mean, his field goal percentage uh, this season with the Raptors was, is uh, 52%. So, you know, he's an efficient shooter. Um, free throws just leave a little bit left to, to be desired. He's shooting 76%, which, you know, it's not terrible, but you would love to see 80 plus from your secondary guy. Just to be just, just, just a little bit more confidence in the, at the free throw line, but who knows? I haven't watched Siakam. That's why I'm excited. Maybe he makes them in the clutch. You know, maybe you just know, like, that's what I'm excited to, to find a, find out about Siakam is just how impactful is he going to be? What, how is he going to change this team? Um, the identity of this team, the chemistry of this team. Cause it, I don't know. It just, to me, it just doesn't feel like it's going to be a rental. I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be important. And because they just, they made a move. So it's like, they were obviously, you know, there's things that they're, the organization's excited about. It sounds like Seattle's excited to come to Indiana. So I'm, I'm pumped to, to listen to, you know, like the press conferences when they come out and, you know, hearing what the what other players are say about Siakam and just watching him on the court, it's super exciting. Uh, adding this caliber of player to this caliber of team, you know, halfway through the season, it's like, whoo, what kind of jolt are we going to get from this? Um, I'm excited. I'm I'm excited about Siakam. You know, I know I know just a little bit about you know his background. He comes from Cameroon. Um, he was the 27th pick in 2016, so he's been in the league a while. I mentioned he's 29 now, he'll be 30. Um, you know, late first round pick, team took a chance on him. He worked himself into being an all-NBA player from being the 27th pick to uh, winning most improved player in the NBA, you know, to helping, this, you know, win a championship with the Raptors. Like he... He comes from humble beginnings, and I think that's going to fit just fit right in with what we what we are here on this current Pacers team with Tyrese, you know. And to me, it's like this is the start of the second era of Tyrese Halliburton. It's like the first era, we were a lottery team. We were trying to figure out who we were, and I think that we just now begin our second era. And we got Siakam, 30 years old. We're going to get him from, let's call it 30 to 33, which I would still expect really good Siakam, really productive Siakam years. We got the growth. Uh, we still have Miles Turner, who's, you know, right in his prime with, with Halliburton. Um, what's the growth that we see from Benedict Matherin? Andrew Nimhard, Aaron Neesmith has already shown that he can be a contributor. Um, you know, this team is, it, it's, it's, it's looking strong and I like where we're headed. And I think Siakam raises the ceiling and, but at the same time, it doesn't stifle what could be like, what could Benedict Matherin be? What could Jairus Walker be? 
And those guys are young guys, 22 and, or maybe Matherin's 21 and Walker's like 19. So, you know, we got somebody that can come in for this second Tyrese era and we're, we're ready for the playoffs. We got somebody that's there. Matherin's not ready yet. And Jairus Walker's not ready yet. But I love the fact that we didn't get rid of any of those guys and we have a chance to see just at least a little bit more. And we get to figure out like maybe they will be ready next year or the year after or two years from now, or when Tyrese is, when, whenever that window maybe with Pascal clo- closes, you know, around 33 or something, maybe we're ready to open another era and, and, and we've got these guys in Matherin and Walker who are ready to just go with Tyrese. And who knows what else we have at that point. But just, I just feel like adding Siakam feels like, okay, this team is, the expectations have changed. We kind of shot our shot. We used those draft picks. We, you know, we had flexibility. We, we had flexibility. We used a lot. We used some of it. We, 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 we shot some of our shots. And I mean, I, there's always a chance that it doesn't work, but let's think of it as working. And what would it look like if it does work? And trust that, trust that Siakam wants it to work and that everybody involved wants this to work. And everyone believes that this was the right thing to do. And we can move forward, I think, with reasonably higher expectations on this team than what I had prior to three o'clock this afternoon. Like, and I think Siakam's gonna make this team, or there's a chance that he can make this team so much more competitive this year immediately. Just having a guy who's been through it, who's who's, you know, he's got experience. He's a veteran. Not only he's not just a vet vet that's like pumping you up on the sideline, but he's a vet that's gone through battles, won a championship, led teams. You know, he's he's an All NBA caliber player. That's a special honor. That's a top fifteen player in the NBA, and he's only thirty still or twenty nine, right? So it's like that. You know, it feels like oh, he's a little old for our timeline, but it's like well. I think if we just say, okay, this is the new timeline. The timeline begins now. We have a little, we have like a three-year window. And then I think broader, we have a six to nine-year window with Tyrese here. And Siakam, for where, what, what we needed to make a move, I think he's a, I think he's a good, he's a good bet. I like the, I like the trade. He's a guy, he was kind of a distressed star in a way, you know, things weren't going well in Toronto. But he's, I mean, I don't think Siakam's washed. He's still averaging 22, what was it, 22, six rebounds, five assists, you know? Dude, can, he's, a, he's, a, he's a bucket. And we're a team that likes to get buckets, so I'm excited to see that. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I just think that Siakam is pro- like probably looking at this opportunity as a chance to revive his career a bit. And, you know, is he an all-star again someday? Is he an all-star? Um, I guess the other thing that I think was beautiful about this trade, and I've kind of hinted at this already, but just the fact that we have these two timelines running now. We have this win-now mentality, which is perfect for developing the second, um, you know, what do you call it? Like this uh, second window we've got going at the same time with like Matherin and Jairus Walker and Nimhard and Isaiah Jackson. 
these younger guys. We're giving them time to develop, but at the same time, the window now is open for a competitive playoff run. Are we are we rostered right now to, to beat the Bucs and to beat the Celtics? No. Um, probably not. But what do we look like after we go through a playoff series or playoff run and then we come back and we have another year of development under our young guys? Mathern's now a third-year player. He gets the game that much better because he hasn't quit working and he still thinks he's the best player in the NBA. And that's, that's the thing I'm just getting so excited about. I think it's almost like Siakam just can take the weight and the pressure off of, off of this team that the young guys were carrying, you know, I mean, but they were, and they, and they were doing a good job, but it's just like Siakam, Siakam comes in and just like, I think instantly gives you another 20 point per game score who's going to get you six or seven rebounds, going to distribute the ball well, and going to be a super impactful player on this team. But we get to wait and see what Benedict Matherin looks like next season. All these guys we get to just wait and see on, which I think is just so awesome that we haven't got rid of those guys to bring in a guy like Siakam. I'd much rather get rid of these unknown 25, 25th pick in 2024's draft like, okay, I'll just never think about that guy. I don't, I'm don't. i not going to miss that draft pick. I'm thinking about the guys that we currently have on this team. And this first Tyrese era, this one with Pascal Siakam, it's like, well, we got a chance. There's a chance. We got moves to make still. We're not a finished product, but we did, we did start to build a structure for sure. This trade is a big move. It's a big move in a direction. Um... But yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I can't wait to watch how this all plays out. Um, let's see. What else here? Okay, basically just like, okay, what are some of the big questions to start this next era that I've got? To me, you know, for the rest of the season, I still am very, very interested in Benedict, Benedict Matherin. And can he play consistent enough to move into the starting lineup, you know, in the like to be our starting shooting guard in the playoffs. To me, that would be so um, encouraging as to where his trajectory is. Now, if he still just remains a six man and is effective the way he's doing right now, I'm not selling anything. I'm not selling any Benedict Matherin stock, but I'm still holding out this hope because it, that's the position. It's like we got Miles, Pascal, Neesmith, Nimhard, Tyrese, it's like, okay, Nimhard is, I love Nimhard. Um, I'm fine with him as a starter, but he's not to the level where you can't imagine, you know, wanting Benedict Matherin to be better than that and to come in and be that starting shooting guard and play 35, 36 minutes a night uh, in the playoffs because you figured out how to impact the game without just scoring. And he's learning that. He's learning that. And I think that's what's been nice about the hard coaching he's been getting is, you know, he seems to still be saying the right things and he's focused on the right things, not just scoring. Um, but can he be, can he, can he, can he make his game consistent enough to just have to start him? 
there was a press conference that Britt Carlisle did after a game, and he mentioned, you know, he's like, Matherin is a starter. He's a starter. He just happens to come off the bench for us, which is really, or we're just fortunate enough to have a starter come off the bench for us. And um, obviously I was just making that up, and that's not a quote, but it was something along those lines. And um, so he is a starter, and I'm just ready to see him play so well that you just have to put him in. And then I'm so excited about a Halliburton Matherin. You know, just imagine Matherin in the starting lineup after earning it back, the type of play you're getting from him, how exciting that would be. So you got Halliburton Matherin, Aaron Neesmith still balling out. He's the, he's the fifth option on offense, but he's doing all the dirty work. He's knocking down threes at a 45% clip. He's crashing the boards when he gets opportunities. He's, he's taking charges. He's playing great defense. Then you got Pascal Siakam making a case for an all, all-star appearance, averaging 23 a night, doing a little bit of everything. And then Miles Turner. I mean, that's a good, that's a good lineup out there. That's a, that's, we can do that right now. Um, if everybody goes, you know, if everybody progresses. So that's one thing I'm looking out for. Another thing, this is, a, a, you know, I think it's like, okay, who, do you, who are we going to go with, with between Isaiah Jackson and Jalen Smith? Uh, just seeing some more, more game film of those two guys playing basketball, and, and maybe, maybe one of them can pull ahead. And, or the fact that we have Jackson already you know, guaranteed for next year. Jalen Smith is not guaranteed. He could opt out of his contract. Do we see Jackson just get more run? Do they trade Jalen Smith? I don't know. Are there What other moves? might be done this season. I mean, it's still, there's still quite a, few, quite a bit of time before the trade deadline. Um, I don't know. I mean, what happens with Buddy Heald? I do like the idea of Buddy Heald. I mean, this team, I mentioned the starting, starting lineup, but you, got, you still have, you know, right now, Matherin, um, Buddy Heald, TJ McConnell, Obi Toppin, Isaiah Jackson, Jalen Smith, this, this team is still loaded and deep. Um, that's not to mention Jairus Walker and Ben Shepard. You know, those guys, those guys feel like, you know, maybe it's expected that they're not going to play. They're, not, they're probably not. They probably come to grips with it, maybe. Hopefully not. Hopefully they're fighting tooth and nail to try to take one of those spots. But uh, I don't know. We'll see about Isaiah, Isaiah Jackson or Jalen Smith. Um, another question I have, because I would imagine with the addition of Siakam, the scoring is going to have to come down a little bit from other players. And if I had to guess, I would say, I would think maybe Miles Turner, Aaron Neesmith, Jalen Smith might see dips in their points. And for those three players, how, is, how do they still, you know, contribute to the game um, without so much scoring. If their scoring goes down a little bit, what does their contributions look like to the team? And because, I mean, Siakam's going to score the basketball. So guys' numbers are going to go down a little bit, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you want that. We want somebody else scoring the basketball at the rate that Tyrese is scoring. Um, Yeah, I think the other thing is just like the, the Siakam impact as we as we watch the rest of the season. You know, right now we're currently first in offensive, I think it's rating or points 
points per game. We have like the best offense, essentially. You know, we lead the league in assists. I mean, hopefully we don't see a regression in that with the addition of Siakam. And, you know, oh man, maybe Bruce Brown was somebody that we were, you know, not not appreciating what appreciating what he was doing to the offense. I don't necessarily think that's the case, but um, I don't know. I don't know. We'll just have to see. And um, overall, man, what a what a trade! It's it's hard to believe that we were able to get Siakam for just. I mean, really, three twentieth plus pick, three twentieth plus picks, Bruce Brown and Jordan Wara. I mean, that feels like a home run trade to me. To get Pascal Siakam. Now, granted, I haven't been watching Siakam. Maybe he looks washed. Um, I sure hope not. I mean, at 29, I think he's going to come onto this Pacers team. I think he's going to be ready to make shit happen. I think this team is ready to make shit happen with Halliburton, Siakam. Miles can now just focus on doing Miles things, all the, which, he, which he does, but... I mean, really, Miles never really takes bad shots. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see if, how the rebounding looks with Siakam. Is he does his rebounding numbers go up? Because we could certainly need, you know, we need rebounding from that power forward position playing next to Miles. But um, yeah, just what does it look like with Siakam? Man, 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 um, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, anyways, I just wanted to. Uh, talk about that trade and I am pumped up and hope that uh, hope that this all looks looks good a couple weeks from now and we are singing Siakam praises so thank you for checking out the Pacer pod wishing you well sayonara friends